0: Hello guys, welcome to Mondays with Molly. I think most of us would say that we like being in charge of our lives, knowing where we're going and what's happening next. And when we feel out of control, it can bog us down with fear and worry. But today I'm talking about why we need to let go of control and how we do it. By sharing with you guys a story in the Bible of someone who had the ultimate test of letting go and stepping out in faith and why that's so important for us as believers. Well guys, it's so nice to be back at recording an episode because the last two episodes I actually recorded in one week and then this last week I didn't have anything to record. So I took a little week off, which was nice, but... It's fun to be back taking the time to just sit down. It's 10 o'clock at night. It's quiet. The lights are down and just, you know, this is just the fun, chill time for me to talk with you guys. So I'm looking forward to this today. Before I get into everything, I got a couple things. One, if you love this podcast and you're enjoying it, I would really appreciated it if you wanted to share it with a friend send them a link to it or if you feel extra kind and loving if you want to take the time to rate this podcast if you're listening to it on the apple Podcasts, that would be awesome to be able to get the word out more um the other thing I want to do, I'm always thinking of new things to add to the podcast just to spice things up a little bit, create. I like variety. I like change, not doing things exactly the same way. You guys know I've done share worthy stuff. I'm still doing that from time to time where I just share certain things that I'm into right now. Um, but I also wanted to start adding a question answer segment where I answer just like one or two questions that have been sent in to me. So if you want to send me a question that you'd like me to, Ask, answer on the podcast, you can send it to me via Instagram if you're following me on Instagram at Lovely You by Molly. If you're not on Instagram, you can email it to me, lovelyyoubymolly at gmail.com. Those are in the show notes too if you want to check out those, um, the email address and Instagram handle. But the question I wanted to answer today that I got was What were your biggest hardships going into single parenting? I thought this was a great question, and I really took the time to think about it um, because I wanted to nail down, like, really what was the hardest part for me as a single parent. And I made a list of, like, four different things. The first one is making decisions and the weight of responsibility on my shoulders, loneliness, and no time to myself. So the making decisions and, like, the weight of responsibility on my shoulders, it's interesting because as a single parent, You're kind of trying to do multiple jobs at once with your kids, taking care of your house, working, finances, all of that. And making decisions can be really challenging because, especially when it comes to making decisions, I feel like for my kids, you don't really have someone that you're making the decision with and you're bouncing off ideas as much and... When you make a decision, you know, you're doing it like with your spouse as a team effort. And so you don't feel as much of the weight of responsibility if you're doing it together. But when I do it, make decisions myself, it's like, oh, like, is this the right thing? Um, But it's just the way it is. And it's a good opportunity for me to grow and being more confident in decisions and trusting the Lord with decisions. The loneliness thing just you know, being on my own and having kids on my own as a single mom is is not easy. Um, but again, it's an opportunity for me to be more dependent upon Christ and realizing that, you know, he has me in this season for a reason. Season for a reason. I just rhymed there. Not on purpose. And so it's also a good opportunity for me to continue to work at putting him as a priority and realizing like, I don't need a husband. I have everything I need in Christ. Like it'd be great to be married, but I need to make God number one in my life, ultimately above anything else. And so I know that I'm in this time for a reason. Um, the last thing that I said was no time to myself. I definitely feel like this has gotten better a lot. There has been so many times in the past where I've kind of felt like, sorry for myself. Like, oh, I can't go to that event or I want to go to this thing, but I can't because like, who's going to watch my kids and blah, blah, blah. And, um, it's gotten better because well, one, my kids are getting older, so it's easier to go to things, but also just, kind of accepting like this is where I'm at in life and that that's okay my time to myself is usually at night when the kids are in bed and I've become more of a late nighter but at the same time I know I need sleep so there's this constant battle between sleep time to myself sleep time to myself um but you know, ideally, if I had it my way, I would go to bed late and I'd get up late, basically like a teenager. But I'm not a teenager. I'm 30 and yeah, I have to be an adult. Um, but anyways, those have been my biggest biggest challenges as a single parent. But what I would say is, if you are a single parent or you're headed into that time in life, um, one, I feel for you and I know that it's a unique, difficult situation that not everyone understands, but... It does get easier because it becomes more normal. Just like when I became a mom for the first time, I remember being like this is so hard. And and soon it becomes like more normal, your normal routine and your body adjusts and your mind adjusts and everything. And it will get better. And also, being a single parent is an opportunity to just put your full reliance on Christ. And I want to transfer now to just talking about letting go of control because being a single parent has been like my ultimate test of letting go and letting God lead. And it has not been easy, but it's been an absolute growing opportunity to see God come through for me in my life. And the story that I'm going to share in the Bible, which I haven't told you yet, what the story is and um, how it shows just the absolute Amazing example of stepping out in faith. I'm not gonna tell you that yet because I'm just gonna keep you hanging. I'm sorry, it's my show. I get to keep you hanging. But um I wanted to talk about too what it means to want to be in control. I think it means to let fear, worry, and even anger to overtake us when things don't go our way. And to feel like we always have to know what the end rule end result will be. Like where am I headed? Um, Are things going to be going good for me? And how am I exactly going to do this? How am I going to follow through with this? Am I going to be able to do this? And to also to hold on to things when we should be letting go. Like when we know it's time to move forward and put something in the past, but we're just like holding on to it. And we're not entrusting that to God. I definitely struggle with control. I feel like those of us who are big time warriors We like to be in charge. We like to know where things are going. Even just the other day, I was talking on Instagram about how... I get scared to try new things like it makes me uncomfortable it puts me out of my comfort zone a little bit um, just little things like I would I was sharing on on my Instagram stories how I had to go fill up my propane tank for my barbecue and I was a little nervous because I had never done it before silly things like that but I think when you're a worrier and you're the type of person that likes to like I said be in control and does anyone else do this? I, will li- I like to like visualize a scenario, how it's going to go down, how I'm going to handle myself in that scenario so that when I go into it, there's like no surprises. Well, that's not the way life always works. And it's definitely not the way our relationship with God should always be. I think we're meant to kind of live life on the edge. And so I want to just start with reading this story from the Bible, about letting go of control. It's in Genesis 22, 1 through 19. I'm reading through the book of Genesis as I'm doing this, uh, reading through the Bible chronologically. I told you guys that I was doing that. Um, If you didn't hear me talk about that, reading through the Bible chronologically is where you're reading it through in the order that things happened. So, like, Psalms and Proverbs will be interjected into, like, I think like 1 Samuel, Second Samuel, because David wrote some of the Psalms, things like that. I don't know if Proverbs is in there in 1 Samuel, but you'll read things like in the order that they actually happen instead of just reading Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus like in that order. So I've been really enjoying it a lot. Like I read part of Genesis and then I went to reading the whole book of Job and now I'm back to reading Genesis. But anyways, we're reading Genesis chapter 22 and now I'm going to tell you the story. This is the story of Abraham. And God calling him to go sacrifice Isaac. And I just, this story is just incredibly powerful. So I'm just going to read it and then we're going to go from there to talking about why we need to let go of control and how we let go of control. So here we go. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on his son Isaac. And he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they both went up Together, And Isaac said to his father, Abraham, "'My father!' And he said, "'Here I am, my son.' He said, "'Behold, the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb for a burnt offering?' Abraham said, "'God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son.' So they both of them went together. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood." And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son. I will surely bless you and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of the heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. Okay, so I'm going to just stop right there. Powerful, powerful story. First, I don't know. I love it when i don't know if you know this but i love it when the bible has symbols of the future of christ coming and dying on the cross and i just think it's so beautiful that the ram is in the thicket and that is the one that is the sacrifice and that is a really a representation of what jesus was going to do in the future he was going to be the sacrifice for us and this story, I just like so admire Abraham because it, it's just a crazy story. Because you can you imagine if God came to you and was like, "I want you to go and sacrifice your kid and and kill them on the altar for me," and you'd be like, "Wow, God, this is like really out of character for you." Because when you think about back then during Abraham's time, the pagan cultures were sacrificing their children on altars, and so Abraham what had to be thinking like this is very out of character for God like I don't get it like what in the world um but Abraham was faithful and he was obedient and because of his obedience God blessed him it was a test of Abraham's faith and Abraham's obedience and I think that is really powerful and we're going to read some other passages In the New Testament, that point back to that talk about Abraham and his faith, which are really cool. So first, let's talk about why we need to let go of control. Well, God is a jealous God and he wants all of us. Think about Exodus 20, where he says, you will have no other gods before me. God wants our whole heart. He wants Us, or he wants to be like number one in our lives. And there's another passage in Matthew where Jesus was speaking um, that I think really applies to God wanting to be number one in our lives. And it says, Let's see. Where is it here? Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Um, God wants to be number one above our friends, husband or wife, above like our health, our home, our children, all of those things, money, everything. He wants to be first place in our life. And, and part of getting to that first place is really losing our life. We're going to find it in Christ, like letting go of, of that control over our lives. When I think about the story of Abraham, I'm also just reminded of the fact that God does not want his blessings in our lives to become idols, become a sense of this is mine and I want it to, to go my way and I and I want things to be exactly the way I want things. He wants us to hold loosely on to those blessings. And, and I think that was what was kind of going on with Abraham. It was like God wanted to see that Abraham loved God. God and was going to be obedient to God even above this son, the son that he had waited for years and years to have. Um, I also believe that we need to let go of control to go deeper in our walk. We have to be able to step out in faith and also. We have to let go of control because it's more than just about us going deeper. Like I said, that is super important. But there's also another little element, and I think that is to spread God's glory. Living out in faith is more than our own growth, but it's also for a testimony to others. When you think about Abraham and what he went through and Isaac, his son is watching his dad do these things. And he's seeing that angel come and say, hey, stop. I've taken care of it for you. I've provided a ram for you. And I'm going to bless you because you didn't hold back on your son for me. You're, you were obedient. Here's Isaac watching his dad take this incredible step of faith. And that was a testimony, I'm sure, to him of seeing what it means to be obedient to Christ. Um, so now I want to just talk about how we let go of control and just some action steps that we can take. One thing I feel like is is really vital is that God doesn't want us to just say we trust him, say he's Lord of our lives, say he's in control of our lives, but he wants us to commit to living out our faith through works. And I think this is really, really important. So James 2, 21 says... Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. So we have to have, you know, James talks so much about faith without works is dead. And this this combo of like, you can't just be like, yeah, you know, I believe in Jesus. Yeah, I love Jesus and Jesus is God over my life. We have to be willing to step out in faith, doing action steps of faith for him. And sometimes that means like living on the edge, like doing things that are hard, doing things that feel like, this is crazy, God, like, why do you want me to do this? Now, you know, I'm not saying anything like dangerous or whatever, but following what God is calling you to do, despite our own human reasoning. And and that kind of leads into this next thing that by following God's leading and nobody else's, no other human's leading is is really important to letting go of control, even if that goes against what may seem practical, reasonable, or even the best scenario for a situation. We have to be following God's leading more than what other people may say of us. And that letting go of control means even letting go control of what other people may think about us if we're going to be obedient to God. It can be very easy to let other people's opinions of us or other people's um, suggestions for how we should live our lives be our control instead of saying, no, God's God in my life and I am ultimately accountable to him and to him alone. Um, Hebrews eleven seventeen says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac and he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. Um, that's That little scripture in Hebrews is kind of really, I can't talk, is really cool because it kind of gives us a window into what Abraham was thinking as he was being obedient to God. He was doing something that wasn't practical, that wasn't reasonable. If other people knew what he was doing, they'd be like, uh, you're crazy. You need to be locked up in prison. But Abraham believed, had so much faith that he considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead. Wow. That's crazy. And Abraham believed that God could do what he said he can do. And I think I just admire Abraham's faith and just his willingness to let go. We can also let go of control by being in prayer. This is so, so important. By being in prayer in the word so that your heart is soft to God, open to accept God's leading, open to accept him being in charge of our lives. And um, also open to trust in him. You know, when you're faithful to reading his word, and spending time in prayer your ability to trust god grows because you're getting to know him better you're you're seeing who he is and i think that if we aren't doing those things well one we're not going to hear his calling as easily when he's calling us to let go we're not going to have as much of that conviction of like oh yeah this thing in my life as i'm reading his word as i'm praying i need to i need to submit to christ but also letting go of control is easier when there's trust there. And trust is built by getting to know someone and and seeing God come through and seeing God provide. Um, We can also let go of control by being willing to not always have all the answers. It is so easy for us to think that having all the answers is what it means to be wise or responsible or mature. But I think that it's it's important to be okay to not have all the answers. And sometimes it means letting go of control means acting, doing something that God is calling you to do that may be scary or maybe hard, but sometimes it also means waiting. And waiting can be a long period of time. It can be a short period of time. It, it can mean not acting. And sometimes like letting go of control means like a complete, like 180 degree turn in your life. But I think that it's just really important and what it comes down to is listening to the Holy Spirit's leading so that we're not making decisions. Well, like how many times do we just make decisions? We do things because we want to be in charge and we're not really praying about it. We're not really asking God. We're not really seeking him. What do you want me to do in this situation? And we're just taking things by the reins. And then we look back and we're like, wow, I kind of jumped to that decision. I, that wasn't really the best decision. And we just never sought God and allowed God to take his rightful place in our hearts. And a way, the last way I want to talk about letting go of control is by realizing that our, on our own, we only have self-limiting potential. And at worst, sometimes terrible consequences. So basically, we're limited by our own self potential, which on our own, our potential is not really that great. We're all sinners in need of God. But with God, we have infinite potential that is tailor made for your ultimate purpose in life. I will say that again, because I think that's just so key. By realizing that we on our own have only have self limiting potential and at worst, sometimes terrible consequences when we're totally walking out of line. But with God, we have infinite potential that is tailor-made for you, for your ultimate purpose that God has for your life. And I want to read this passage in Isaiah. This was a passage that I kind of hung on to in a time in my life in high school where I was going through something difficult and I kind of was like, not getting why God wanted me to go through that. Uh, This was the verse I, I clung to. It was Isaiah 55, 8. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. We think to ourselves that being in control ourselves is going to create the best outcome because we're great. We know what's best for ourselves. We know what we want, right? But then you look at this passage and it's like, God is so much more wiser and powerful and infinite. And like, he knows us so much better than we know ourselves. He knows what our purpose is, what our true calling is. And so if we let go of the reins and we give it to God and we say, God, I'm going to do what you've called me to do. I'm going to listen to your voice. I'm going to Be okay with not having all the answers, with not knowing exactly how my future is going to turn out. I'm going to step out in faith when I don't want to, when it's hard, when it's scary. I'm going to do this because, God, your ways are better than my ways. That's when we see truly amazing things to happen. Hey, if you feel like right now in your walk with God, you're like, this is just kind of stale. This is kind of boring. I really think a lot of times we get to that place because... We are not living out in true faith because walking with God and truly living this life of giving God control, living out in faith, like it's exciting. It's scary at times, but it's exciting because we put ourselves in a position to see God come through. If you're like, man, I I haven't really ever seen God come through. I haven't really ever seen God do this amazing, awesome thing in my life. Well, I'm going to ask you, like, when was the last time you stepped out in faith and you... You gave God, for example, money. You gave of your work check more than you really wanted to give, but you gave because, hey, I'm gonna step out in faith and give a gift to God. And I'm gonna see God provide for me. I'm not saying like be wild and like I'm gonna I made three thousand this month and I'm gonna give two thousand ninety-nine dollars and just see what God comes through with one dollar. I mean if God like literally calls you to that, then do that. But I think a lot of times it's just like little things here, here and there. Um, going out of your way to bless somebody when you feel like, I just don't have a lot of energy, but I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this for a friend who's hurting right now. And just seeing God come through, God provide for you, um, letting go of control. Maybe God's been like asking you to do something, but you're like, it just doesn't really seem practical. It doesn't seem reasonable. Like what I was talking about before, it just seems like it's not like, 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 the best case because I've got so much potential with this other thing going on and it seems like the better idea, but I really feel like God wanted me to do this. Step out in faith and do it and you're going to see God do amazing things. See, I feel like my faith and my trust in God, though not perfect and, and still is very like fragile at times, and I doubt, and I fear, and I have worries. But I I do believe it has gotten easier over these last four and a half years of being a single parent, because there have been many times where I felt like, yeah, my life is out of control. But I saw God be in control, and God take care of me, and God provide for me. See, when we become more vulnerable to Christ, we open ourselves up to see God's just ultimate authority his that he's a rock that he's our salvation our redeemer and our provider but when we hold on to things and we're like i'm gonna do things my way i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do the best that i think is the best for me then we're really limiting ourselves and missing out on seeing god's blessing and god's provision in our lives Um, I want to read this. Instead of doing my normal where I pray for you guys, I want to read this prayer that I thought was awesome. And this is a prayer of release. I'm just going to read part of it. So it says, Father, calm my restless spirit, quiet my anxious heart, still my troubling thoughts with the, insu- with the assurance that you are in control. I let go of my grip upon the things I've been hanging on to. With open hands, I come to you. I release to your will all that I am trying to manipulate. I release to your authority all that I am trying to control. I release to your timing all that I've been striving to make happen. I thank you for your promise to sustain me, preserve me, and guard all that I have entrusted to your keeping. Protect my heart and mind with your peace, the peace that passes all understanding. Father, may your will be done in my life, in your time, and in your way. So here's my challenge for you this week. Take some time just to spend before God and say, God, is there anything that I am holding on to that I am trying to control that you don't want me to? And I know God will reveal something to you. He's shown me something in my life. And I just want to encourage you that whenever that thing comes to your mind, I want you when you feel like you're filled with fear and worry and frustration and just like, Oh, I want things to go this way that you would just take the time to pray and say, God, I pray for your will, not my will, and help me to let go and let go to you what you want from me. And I know that if you do that, it's going to get easier. I know that God's going to come through. He'll be faithful. Things may not go the way you want them to go, but God knows what's best for you and for me. And so that's my little challenge for you this week. I hope you guys have a blessed week. I'll see you next week. Bye, guys.